God Conversations with Tanya Harris. So let me ask you that question. What does God tell? <laughs> well, you know, thunder, lightning. <laughs> Mother Teresa, someone asked her, when did God speak to you? And she said, whenever he wants. So essentially the, the Bible is a, a collection of God Conversations, if you like. I had a vision of a car accident. And I'm sitting on the couch thinking, why have I just seen this? How could I know if God was speaking to me? How could I know that that or that thought was actually just me thinking about, oh, I just had some bad pizza. Jesus said we'd recognise his voice. It was never meant to be a one-way conversation. We know God is able to speak to us personally by his Holy Spirit, but does God also speak to those who don't know him? You may have heard those incredible stories coming out of the Middle East where Jesus was reported to be speaking to Muslims in dreams. Often their lives are completely changed as a result and as they choose to become Christians. Some missiologists say that around one quarter to one third of new Christians in the Middle East today follow Jesus because of a dream or a vision. But does that happen in other parts of the world as well? Does God speak to everyone? Hi, and welcome to episode 54 of the God Conversations podcast. My name is Tanya Harris, and I'm a pastor, speaker, and founder of this ministry that equips you to recognize and respond to God's voice. Well, I'm recording this podcast from over here in beautiful New Zealand. We've just completed an incredible weekend in a church near Christchurch where we looked at this question and we tested it out in a couple of community events. Basically, we advertised uh, to the community and said, learn how to understand your dreams. And we did it on the premise that perhaps the spirit is able to speak in dreams and has spoken to people in dreams already. You may have wondered, where on earth did we get this crazy idea? Well, it's developed over time. In fact, I was reading a book some years ago, a great book I recommend called Dreams and Visions, Is Jesus Awakening the Muslim World by a missionary by the name of Tom Doyle, an American missionary. And I have to say, it's one of the most exciting books that I have ever read. He tells story after story after story where the Spirit is reaching out to Muslims and he's doing it in dreams and visions. He tells us that more Muslims have come to Christ in the last 10 years than in the last 14 centuries of Islam. Imagine that. I still find that statistic incredible. But as you read through the stories, you'll notice that there's a number of common themes in the vision. There's often a figure in white robes. He has arresting eyes. And in some cases, Jesus turns up night after night, often entering into conversation with the person in the dream and um, with a call to follow me. Of course, the Muslims know about Jesus. They call him Issa. He's a prophet in the Quran. So he's familiar to them. And the stories often go that the dreamers feel drawn to him and then they embark on some sort of journey to to discover more, but they haven't heard a testimony from a Christian, they haven't read the Bible, they just have this dream encounter and they often wake up feeling very moved and deeply impacted, so much so that they make the decision to change. And, And again, this is not an easy decision. We're talking about a climate that is very against any sort of conversion. But one of the main themes that comes out of those experiences is this experience of intense love. I think that's one of the things I'm struck by with dreams is that they deeply impact your emotions. And the dreamers in this case experience this deep sense of profound love. There's one story that really gripped me, gripped me by the name, her name is Aisha. 
and she was on the Hajj. And if you know about the Muslim religion, that's one of the five pillars of their faith that once in their lifetime, if at all possible, they're called to take a pilgrimage to the heartland of Islam, which is Mecca in Saudi Arabia. And they go there and they perform this ritual for seven days. They dress in a certain clothing, then they go through all these different rituals each day that enables them to reflect on their faith and take them more deeper into it. Well, Aisha was lying in her tent after a particularly exhausting day during the seven circuits of the Kaaba, which is the shrine in the middle of this process. And she had a vision. I'm going to use her words. I'm going to quote from the book because it's such a great testimony She says, a man in a gleaming white robe stood over her. She glanced behind him at the tent and saw that he had not cut an opening to get in. He raised her hand as if in greeting, but also to calm her. No one else stirred. Light from the man's clothing seemed to flow into her body. Her first thought had been that some cleric had sought out her family, or more frightening, perhaps just her. Yet an unearthly warmth emanated from this man. She instantly knew that he loved her deeply. And in that instant, she also knew who he was. Jesus stood in her tent. The book goes on to say that Aisha had more visions later on and sometimes she only saw Jesus' face and he never spoke. But every time the message that she saw in his eyes was the same, come with me. What a powerful testimony. I love it. A life is changed. I often laugh that, you know, you cannot get into Mecca if you're not a Muslim, but the Holy Spirit goes through passport controls. Well, I heard stories like this and I thought, you know, if God is speaking to people in the Middle East, then perhaps he would be speaking to people in other countries of the world. Is he reaching out to other people? And perhaps he's also using the vehicle of dreams. We know that God speaks to us by his spirit in this way, but... Does he speak to those who don't know him? And I tried this out probably early on in my ministry in a church in Queensland in a town that was particularly into New Age spirituality. In this particular church, we had done a seminar on dreams and and they had contacts with people in the community who were involved in psychic healing and Reiki and tarot cards and astrology and they invited all these people along to this seminar that we hosted. And uh, it was a little bit of an interesting experience (laughs) because I was like, what am I doing? And and here I was presenting as a pastor and someone who could teach about how to interpret your dreams. One of the things I realized very early on in this process is that God speaks in dreams, but dreams speak a common language. And you can use the tools of interpretation no matter what source the dream is from, whether it's a natural dream that comes from ourselves or whether it's a God dream or even a a, a spiritual dream, the tools of interpretation are the same. So I figured, okay, let's help people to understand their dreams, whatever the source of the dream. So this is what we presented. And I remember after the first session, this lady comes up to me and she says, Tanya, perhaps you can help me with this reoccurring dream that I continue having. The setting is in my childhood home and in the middle of the home is a crystal floor and there's a man standing there and he's dressed in white robes and he has gleaming eyes and and she said and he had dark wavy hair and I've never felt the presence of such pure love as I had in that dream. And she said, can you tell me who that man is? (laughs) Well, God seems to be speaking to people 
in dreams. And as a result of that experience, I started to do uh, presentations at Mind, Body, Spirit festivals in Sydney, in New South Wales, in Australia, again, with intriguing results. And and, and as I reflected on further, I, I realised it shouldn't be any surprise to us that this is happening. And the reason is that God is a missionary God. He sent his son, Jesus, to show us what he is like. And then he gave us his spirit as Jesus left the planet to continue that process of revealing Jesus, revealing himself to us. And we do see stories like this throughout the Bible. Uh, Back in the Old Testament, even in the book of Genesis, God spoke to Abimelech about not messing with Abram's wife. He spoke to the Egyptian pharaoh about the coming years of famine. In the book of Daniel, he spoke to King Nebuchadnezzar about his pride. These were all people that were not Jews, that were not God's people, that were not following him, but still we see the Spirit speaking to people. And then in the New Testament, fast forward, we see the Spirit speaking to Potiphar's wife about the innocence of Jesus. We hear about in the Christmas story about the Spirit speaking to the wise men about how to get back safely from their visit to Bethlehem and how to escape uh, the traps of King Herod. And then perhaps even more significantly, and I think this is a real example of God's heart, he speaks to Saul, who was acting as a terrorist at the time, and he speaks in a vision to him. Saul, why are you persecuting me? And as a result of that, Saul goes on this journey of, of following Jesus. So it shouldn't be surprising to us that God is doing that. He wants to reach all people. So that's where the grounding comes from. And we thought that we'd try it out here in New Zealand and see what would happen when we talk to people at this event, when we invite them in and see what God is doing. We're going to talk about some of the results of those events right after this break. You're listening to God Conversations with Tanya Harris. Did you know you can subscribe to the program's podcast on iTunes? Simply look up God Conversations with Tanya Harris and click subscribe. Then you can listen to the program on your smartphone or tablet or computer, wherever you happen to be. That's the God Conversations with Tanya Harris podcast on iTunes. Why not check it out today? I'm talking to Nikki Watson, Pastor Nikki Watson now, who's from a church just outside of Christchurch. Leaston Life Church, and they also oversee another church, Darfield Life Church, and they decided to host these two events over a weekend, Friday and Saturday evening. Nikki, can you tell us what inspired you in the first place to run these evenings about dreams for the community? Well, I was really inspired when you came um, five years or so ago to our church and spoke on dreams. And after you left, there were dreams that were sparked away. But the one thing that I really got when you came was when you said about um, how you'd gone to the spiritualist fears and we're talking about it. And... um, And I really could see that our community would be really interested in hearing about this. So we got the team on board and um, we got uh, ideas together and and, um, then it started flowing. Were your team, were they around when we did the Dream Seminar five years ago? So they had learnt a little bit about this as well? Some had. Yeah. Some had, but most of them hadn't been. There's actually one, only one that had been around. And um, so... We printed, uh, we aimed for about 50 tickets, but if we could sell 50 tickets, and our aim was to not sell to our church, but to the community. We went around the businesses um, asking for letters of donation, you know, with 
uh, responses from the church. So how did you present it on the pamphlet? So we presented it that we were doing, you know, this is special evening. Yeah, special evening. We're going to do prizes and fun, and we want to have a celebration together and build people up, type of thing. And would you get on board with us? And we and you said it was going to be on the topic of dreams as well, yes. and that I was coming. Yes, we did. And then you, yeah. everyone started inviting everyone. Yes, they did. Yeah, we outsold our fifty tickets really quickly. We started selling like um, about three and a half weeks before the event and within 10 days uh, we'd sold out. We had to print more tickets. Amazing. So we printed 100 tickets and And we were only aiming at 50. What were, so people were just really intrigued by the topic or what was the, the, the hook, do you think? What was the interest? I think that the topic because it relates to everybody. Everybody has dreams. Everybody always asks, I wonder if my dreams mean anything. Yeah, yeah. And I, I believe that people uh, in the world these days are really spiritually switched on and interested. Yeah. And um, they should be coming to us to learn about spiritual things. Absolutely. So we had two events because you oversee two different campuses or two different churches. They were both sold out and packed. Yes. And um, I can say that the atmosphere was amazing. Yes. And people were super excited. And then we presented the presentation about how to understand your dreams and and how to interpret them. And um, we just had some really, a really great time, didn't we? And you've already been receiving testimonies back and stories about how people found the evening, haven't you? Yes, we have. People felt really included. Uh, People came in from the community, didn't really know what to expect. Uh, and were blown away. An evening without alcohol. Yes. <laughs> Some of them yeah. said that. I know, it was incredible. Yes. Um, Nikki was telling me there was a 70% uh, people from the community. So they'd never been in your church building before. Most of them, no. No, no amazing. Never been through the doors. Big groups of friends. Um, yes. friends and, yep. and throughout the night, so we did a bit of a presentation and then we did some group conversations afterwards and people yes. shared some of their dreams and uh, there was opportunity for spiritual conversations yes. and lots of meaningful full things yes. opened up didn't yeah, they? There were, there were lots of um, lots of the group I was in um, at one church uh, I could tell they were a bit skeptical that this particular dream they'd shared with me meant anything and certainly didn't mean anything to me <laughs> <laughs> but I used the tools yes. we asked the questions and we, we stepped back and used the symbols and um, her daughter said I know exactly what that dream is and gave her mum the interpretation yeah. and they were like oh wow yeah, it, yeah that was good that was amazing. And they were totally sceptical about the whole thing. So, and uh, lots of people were really open to being approached to talk about their dreams. Yeah. And, and yeah. even the negative dreams that were kind of repetitive, people yes. were really receptive yes. to, to talk about it. And um, I know I had a number of conversations with, um, with people there, and particularly the recurring dreams. Yes. You know, the black dog was chasing them, the mass murderer was after them, the shark was about to attack them. We had one lady share her dream about a shark that was threatening her because she was so scared of giving birth and um, we talked through and it was just the message that you know God has made us for wholeness and to flourish and to have full potential and that your dreams point in that direction so a really positive message and then there were uh, there was occasional stories about uh, one lady I spoke to afterwards and she said a friend of hers who wasn't 
a Christian, didn't know God at all, had this dream where she saw a figure at the foot of her bed and recognised the figure as Jesus and felt this incredible peace in the dream, this beautiful, peaceful dream. And then she hears a door knock and she goes to answer the door and there's a policeman at the door informing her that her daughter has just died in an accident. And uh, that horrible side to that story, but as it comes out, all through the funeral, she felt this incredible, deep sense of peace, abiding peace the whole time. Wow. And that was the beginning of her spiritual journey. Wow. And she has now come to know Jesus wow. as a result of that. So that's the kind of experiences now that are opening up and that we've been, we're expecting to hear, yes. to go on that journey with people. Yes. So thank you, Nikki. And thank you for You're being welcome. so brave <laughs> for it's hosting exciting. this event. The, 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 all the people came were asking, okay, so when's the next one? But um, And also just to bless the community. Yes. What a beautiful thing that the church did. You mentioned all the spot yeah. prizes. So many gifts yes. and blessings so were much. flowing through heaps the night. and heaps. I got a goodie bag yeah. that was fantastic. So yeah. you, you've really set an example about what churches can do for, for the community. It's awesome. And it was a privilege for me to be a part of it. It was good you could be here. Oh, my, my pleasure. We're talking now to another attendee at one of the events. Amy Wicks is from New Zealand. She actually travelled a few hours to come to the event. She's a local poet. And uh, I thought I'd talk to her about how she found it. Amy, can you tell us what you noticed when you first walked in? How was the event for you? Yeah, it was really beautiful. I was surprised um, the sort of love and attention to detail that went into the room, everything from gentle music playing to just a beautiful spread of of food, some games to break the ice. And um, the woman I was sitting next to, she said, okay, this is not what I expected. And I'm not sure what she did expect, but I found it really calming and immediately disarming coming into this space. Yes, so many of the women that came along were from the community and they'd never been in the church before, had they? They They knew that the event was hosted by the church though. So they came in and we had some fun games and lots of wonderful food and then the presentation about understanding your dreams. And what did you notice about that? I found the presentation about understanding your dreams um, so beautiful and different in the way that it was presented. I felt drawn in to, it was almost like the fragrance of God was in the room in a way. You were really gentle. You explained sort of dreams that you had had in a way that were intriguing because it was the start of a story, right? So you had this, these images and these experiences and I, myself and I could feel other people just kind of like on the edge of their seat, like, well, what's going to happen? Like, oh, that sounds like a terrible dream. What, what could this mean? And by drawing us into the narrative, then when you started speaking about interpretation of the dreams and you talked about the possibility that that maybe the Lord could be speaking through dreams. I think I turned to the woman next to me and I was like, what do you reckon? Like, do you think, do you think God could possibly be speaking to your dreams? And she paused for a second and she said, yeah, I, I think so. I guess, I guess anything really is possible. And to me, that was, that was earth shattering. Someone, someone's shift to a place of entertaining the idea that God might want to speak them that yeah. night. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And and to the possibility that could happen. The amazing thing about this kind of evening is that it opens up personal conversations. I was saying to Amy earlier, you don't often have 
unless you go to, you go to church every week and in church we're often talking about what's going on inside of us but most people in life don't always have these kind of profound conversations and when you start with dreams it's a nice safe place to start to open up what's happening in your life so what about conversations afterwards did you have some some of those with people in terms of their experience yeah i did i i chatted to a few women and i think generally the energy in the room was one of a really positive curiosity. Um, I think women came in curious, some with their guard up, just what is this? Am I safe here? All of the fears and hesitations of not having been maybe in a church before or for whatever reasons, whatever was going on in personal lives. And I think afterward, the women felt loved. They felt curious and they wanted to know what might be going on in their own lives and what might the Lord want to speak mm-hmm. into. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know that that they would have necessarily been able to articulate it that clearly, but but you could just see, you could just see on people's faces a sort of a radiant curiosity. Yeah, yeah. We finished off the night, uh, I finished off the presentation and I said to the, the people there, I said, you know, I'm not, if you, whether, I'm not sure if you're a praying person or not, but when you go home tonight before you go to sleep, you can ask God a question. <laughs> and um, certainly there were a lot of questions raised about what was happening in people's lives, a number of conversations I had afterwards, uh, people with recurring dreams being chased by a mass murderer uh, with one lady. And we were just talking about what is the thing that you fear and I had the opportunity to pray with her and actually really process some of that. And we we made, we suggested that if you're interested in counselling or going on further. But but also that message that we were made for wholeness and for potential and that um, our, our lives, our bodies, our minds are all oriented in that direction and encouraging women to really um, reflect on that so they can be all that they are and how they were created to be. Thanks, Amy. It's yeah, great to chat so with you. Thanks so much for asking. So we had a couple of really wonderful events and some testimonies that are still coming out of those events. Many of those attendees had never been inside the church before. And at the end of the night, we encourage people to ask God, if you're a praying person, ask a question of God before you go to sleep and then watch for the answer in your dreams as you wake up. So we're really expectant that God will continue to speak to people that hearts have been opened. We saw hearts being opened even on the night. In fact, the, the presentation was an opportunity for people to open up and talk about spiritual things. And I was chatting with the pastors afterwards and I said, you know, it's only in church that we have these kind of deep, personal, profound conversations. Normally people don't talk about these things straight up. And, you know, I was chatting with one lady and she was talking about this reoccurring dream that she has this black dog with gnarly cheat, uh, teeth that keep following her and she has this reoccurring dream and she's terrified. And so we started to unpack that a little bit. What do you think scares you? This was a dream she had since she was a child and she wasn't sure about what it was. And I said to her, you know, and dreams often bring to the surface what's going on underneath ourselves. And God wants you to be whole. He wants to set you free from those things. You're carrying them around in your waking life, even when you don't realise them. So we need to think through, well, what is it that's terrifying you? What's happening that's holding you back? And I said to her, would you mind if I just prayed a quick prayer over you? And let's just ask God to reveal that. And these are the sorts of opportunities 
that we had, another lady, she said she'd been having this reoccurring dream where she was walking along a road and a tsunami on both sides of the road was threatening to overcome her. Again, a reoccurring dream that she had had throughout her life. And just before the event, I think the night before, two nights before, she had another dream. And in the dream, she saw the pathway and it was going uphill. And she turned around and saw that the tsunami had hit, but it was only coming up to her knees. And she was smiling and felt happy about that. And then she sent a Snapchat to her friend to tell her all about it. And as she sent the Snapchat, the water completely dissolved. And we we chatted about it, reflected on it, and just pondered on the reality that she had overcome some serious issues in her life that, you know, when someone is, if you're standing on the shore and you're a tsunami is about to hit, that's a sense something is about to overwhelm you and take you under. And here she'd been rising above it. This one was a Christian lady and the Holy Spirit was leading her out of that fear. But the interesting thing was the water was still up to her knees until she Snapchatted her friend. So I said to her, I think this is something that you need to testify about. I think this is something that you need to share and declare. And as you've done that, then the water will dissolve quickly and you'll experience complete victory. What a beautiful story and illustration about what God was doing in her life. And so often dreams are like that. They really reflect what's happening in our lives and and often provide a way. We believe that we are created for wholeness and that God made us in his image and that we're called to flourish. He's given us a purpose and he has plans for us that are good, but life and wounding and issues and hurts and sin all hold us back. And the dreams often reveal what's going on under the surface. And we, you know, I've heard it said that listening to your dreams is a bit like having your own personal therapist. And and it's true. In in fact, counsellors and psychologists often do dream therapy in their training, whether they're Christians or not. Why? Because that dream life points us to wholeness. And I often liken it to, you know, I remember when I was investigating this whole area, I remember when God spoke to me in dreams early on in my journey and I thought it was so strange because I had never heard of this happening before. And of course, then I read my Bible and saw example after example. In fact, the main way that God speaks throughout the entire scriptures is in dreams and visions, this powerful picture language that communicates to us so effectively. But I began to look at the source of the dreams, like how do you know the difference between the God dreams and the natural dreams? And I would look at all the different experts and I would look at the, the Christian books about dreams and they would talk about the God dreams and the supernatural dreams, but they would ignore the natural dreams. And then I would read the books of psychologists and counsellors and they would talk about the natural dreams and they would ignore the supernatural <laughs> dreams. And I couldn't find a bridge to cross these things. And then I realised in reflecting on it, you know, that when we injure ourselves, we fall over, we cut our arm. What does the body do? Well, it begins to heal itself. It begins to send antibodies to the wound. It begins to develop scar tissue. Our bodies are wired for healing and for wholeness physically. But it's also what is true is in the physical realm is also true in the mental realm. And uh, when we sleep, our bodies are resting. But dreaming is all about processing the events of the day. It's, it's, it's house cleaning for the brain. In fact, uh, scientists tell us, and they've done dream studies about this, is when people dream, which is about for one or two hours a night, 
if you interrupt those dreams and you continually do it, they've done experiments that the people, the subjects show signs of mental illness. In fact, dreaming keeps us mentally healthy and it's processing what's happened during the day. You'll often see uh, the past events in your dream. You just had a fight with the boss at work and in your dream, you're punching him in the face. You know, your mind is processing what has just been happening to you. And so not all dreams are from God. In fact, most of them aren't. It's a bit like saying all my thoughts are from God. Most of them aren't. Occasionally, God will speak profoundly and he'll speak, whether he speaks by the voice of the Spirit in our waking life or by the voice of the Spirit in our dreams. But most of the dreams we have are reflections of ourselves. They're natural dreams and they reflect what's happening in our lives. But if you look at the patterning of them as you listen to people's dreams, you're going to see that those dreams are all designed to send messages to us. To, it's almost like, alert, alert, there's something wrong. There's an injury, there's a wound and let me show you what that is. This this black dog that's coming at me, this mass murderer who's trying to kill me, this cliff I keep falling off and this overwhelming sense of, uh, of fear and insecurity and anxiety. It's all going to come up in our dreams and it's pointing us towards wholeness. And I believe that is God-given. He created us for health and wholeness. And so whether it's from God or not, it's still helpful to work out, well, what is happening in my dream. Now, the big difference with God dreams is that they often contain an element of the supernatural. Sometimes a, a, a little bit of unknown knowledge, you wake up and you know something that you couldn't have ordinarily known in the natural. And God dreams particularly point us always towards a solution that's outside of ourselves. They contain this really amazing wisdom that you can discern as being from God and not from yourself. But often natural dreams will point us in the right direction as well. And I think that's why whatever they are, they're going to help us. I remember talking to another lady at that seminar I told you about earlier, and she had told me about her dream and it was a very powerful dream. In the dream, she was in her bedroom at home, the place of intimacy, the place of relationship, and she was a married woman. She was trying to look into the mirror to see the reflection and her husband there was stopping her and she kept trying to look in the mirror and he kept stopping her and finally she got to look in the mirror. She looks in the mirror and she sees her husband reflected there and as she looks at him, his face turns into the face of a devil grew horns, that caricature of a devil with horns and the red face. And it was terrifying. And she woke up in shock. Well, reflecting on that dream, she decided to investigate further. And she started to ask questions about his life and what was going on. And she eventually found out that behind the scenes that he was involved in in serious fraud. And he ended up charged and in jail and the relationship, the marriage broke up, and but she escaped from that, this terrible situation she was in. She didn't realise how much of a situation of danger she was in. Was that dream from God? <laughs> I've often pondered on that. She was a lady who didn't know God. Was God giving her wisdom or perhaps this woman subliminally knew that her husband had some issues and the dream revealed it clearly for what it is. But again, she was alert to what was being said and she acted on it and she saw some really great fruit. She escaped a very dangerous situation as a result of that. 
our heart for these attendees at this event is to tell them the good news that God loves them and he wants to reveal himself to them and that he wants to lead us into wholeness and into health. And we certainly saw that happening. We had so much amazing, overwhelmingly positive feedback. And we're just believing that the Spirit will continue to speak to those women and lead them along the the journey towards God. He's a good God. He's a missionary God. He wants to speak to each one of us. Well, how can you be involved in this? Well, if you know God already, I encourage you to keep listening to your dreams. And whether they're from God or whether they're a part of your natural healing mechanism that God has built into your life, I encourage you to listen to them and learn a little bit more about how to hear His voice. God speaks to us in this way. This whole area has been neglected in church life. We haven't always understood it. And if you'd like to learn more, Go jump onto godconversations.com. We've got so many resources in this area. I particularly recommend uh, the Awaken Your Dreams teaching series. It's a three-hour teaching and it's all the things I wish that someone had taught me about hearing from God in dreams. It's available at the store, godconversations.com forward slash store. You can get it in MP3 format or in the old-fashioned CD format. But perhaps if you don't know God and you're really curious about this, I encourage you to continue to ask God to reveal himself to you and even have a listen in your dreams, what's happening in them and talk about those things with someone and get some prayer about what God can show you about your life. He's a great revealer. He wants you to know him and he wants you to be whole and he wants you to fulfill that call he made for you and to be fully realized that you're made in God's image and made for good purpose and the plans that he has for you. Happy dreaming. Great to have you on the show today. Don't miss the next episode by subscribing on iTunes. Search for God Conversations. Leave us a review so others can learn to hear God's voice too. 